Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, hour two inside the locker room. And of course, you know, I have to say wolf, 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 wolf. You know what day it is? You know what day it is? It's hump day, baby. That's right. And no hump day is complete without Wex Wednesdays. We have Jim Wexel, senior editor of Steel City Insider, joining us. Wex, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great. Hey, I couldn't help but laugh. Didn't we, didn't we go over this with Wolf last time you asked, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he, said, he said hump day. And we're always too. checking. Yeah. Understand this, <laughs> yes, Wex. He yes, at, he did. I'm at the stage of my life at the age of 65 where that's a fresh new joke each and every week or each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Wex Wednesday. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I have a hunch that Max was gearing to that, but um, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> yeah. Just me. <laughs> Call me Hump Day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Well, needless to say, Wex, we are always excited <laughs> to have you on the on the broadcast and joining us every Wednesday. Jim Wexel joins us inside the locker room, and Wex, you know, game week. It's for real now. Yes, it is. It's very exciting. It still feels like it's July 31st outside, but um, here, here in the indoor facility where I'm pacing and talking to you, it's only about 90 degrees. It's not like it is outside. Oh, oh, that's that's a relief. Glad to hear that. Rather than you know, you you, you could you could fry eggs on the sidewalk out there. Get Zooks, man. You know, and, and you'd have On the a whole practice field. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So speaking the of problem, the, the problem with frying eggs, though, on the practice field is that the lantern flies are going to get it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those, them buggers are that's, where are they from? I don't know, but they're all over the practice field. Oh, yeah. 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 No, no, it, thanks. It, yeah. This is this is like hell week. I mean, you know, you go through hell to get to heaven, right? And Sunday will be heaven. Yeah, it's so, going to be uh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and it's going to be for real. And I tell you, if it's warm Sunday, I think the Steelers will be ready because after a, a hot training camp, they're putting in a real hot week of work here, too. Absolutely. And one of the guys I'm interested in finding out about, is there any word on Larry Ogunjobi? You know, it was amazing because I, to my knowledge, 
I, I didn't hear his name once yesterday in the press conference. Nobody asked about him, and yet I still think that this guy is going to be very key come Sunday if he can play because I look at the three guys on the inside, the Brendel, you know, the uh, the other guy, um, Burford, and then, of course, you got Aaron Banks. Those three guys look like they could be vulnerable to what both Cam and what Larry O are capable of doing and wreaking havoc. And so I didn't hear, I wondered, did you, have you heard anything about Larry O? Yeah, we just had 15 minutes in the locker room, and I can't tell you much. I walked past him interviewing Mike DeFabo and um, interviewing with Mike DeFabo. And okay. there, there are very few of us left that honor one-on-ones and leave him alone so i said i'll double back to him after i see what happens in practice but i did look down there's no boot there's just tennis shoes he was in shorts uh, athletic apparel i mean and he was talking confidently to the reporter uh just a hunch tells me he's okay and you know mike tomlin didn't even list him as questionable tuesday i don't know that he has to list anybody as anything until today but he usually gives you some indication on Tuesday, and he didn't say anything about Ogan Joe. And also, Keanu Benton and DeMarvin Leal are available. Armin Watts is a pro. So I don't know that it's – I think they can take advantage of the San Francisco line with any of those guys. That's true. And we just talked to Keanu, we just talked to Keanu Benton. He said uh, he's got the playbook almost down. I said, uh, how difficult is it to learn two positions? He said, not very. He goes, I, I, I was overwhelmed at first, but now I got it. And, and you know, you know, with these rookies, man, they, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm coming hard and I'm coming fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and he, could, exactly. he could be very disruptive. He could be very disruptive. So I think they're good in that regard, Wolf. Well, and I think that that that's what is kind of the comfort with this and something that we hadn't had in a couple of years. You listed the names and it was it was confidence when you listed those names, Wex. I think that was the other thing. Uh, You know, it was, oh, man, we don't have Larry. It wasn't like two years ago when we didn't have Stefan to it. And then you lose Tyson Alawalu in the second game of the season. We're like, uh oh, what? We don't have anybody. Yeah. We just have Cam. And you remember bringing in a bunch of different guys. The, you know, Isaiah Bugs figuring out what he could do. Uh, bringing in Montrevious Adams from the New Orleans practice squad. And just scrambling to try and make some semblance. Now, you know, we feel good with all seven names that are here on this defensive line. <laughs> and there's not, a, there's not a lot of worry in, in our minds because it's like, okay, Next man up, so to speak. And I think that's something when you talk about Armand Watts, DeMarvin Leal, like you said, Keanu Benton being there. You have a louder milk. Uh, you have a bunch of different guys that you can deploy and really craft. You know, I said this about our linebacking core earlier in the show, Wex. You know, we have a linebacking core that you can fit into any offensive scheme to cover a wide variety of skill types. I think the same can be said about this defensive line that you have guys who have skills that you can pair and you can take advantage of mismatches along the offensive line. You know, uh, Max, I think you could say that about every position on this team. I mean, there are guys you, you, you 
really don't want to lose. George Pickens, um, I don't know that there's a, a playmaking receiver behind him to pick that slack up. Um, the left guard, Siamalu, uh, and, of course, Cam and Minka but and TJ. But, I mean, look what's behind TJ. Look what's behind Minka. They just brought in another safety that they don't know where to play, what to do with. They, they're, 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 they're deep. And, you know, we didn't even mention either of us until you mentioned him as an emergency stopgap two years ago, Montrevious Adams. He's still there, too. He's one of the guys. He's evolved from emergency stopgap into seasoned vet. And still, I believe, number one on the depth chart, we'll, we'll see more at practice. I still believe he's the number one nose tackle. But Keanu Benton's coming hard and fast. Keanu Benton is a guy that just, I don't know, he really has captivated me since watching him early on in camp. Like everybody else, you know, everybody sees it. But, you know, when you see a guy that can explode and do some of the things he does, making thick bodies like I talk about, because let's face it, we're all heavy hoofers down there in, in, in the trenches. All right, you got some big-bodied people. And when you can make those big-bodied people move with – with the clubbing of your arm or the ability to uproot with that uppercut, it's it's to me it's just essential that you have a great club and a great uppercut. The swim isn't as big, I think, on the inside as it is on the outside. But certainly, I will tell you when you watch what Keanu Benton is capable of doing, and then just think about you project that into a couple of years when he gets his game brains on and he gets a lot of. Uh, reps in his repetition tank what that young man's capable of doing is really kind of exciting but as far as this week you know I think if you just turn Wreck-It Ralph loose now and then you get Keanu a few reps and, and so forth um, this is this is just a, a defense that I think is, is going to be I don't know I'm watching San Francisco tape versus Steelers tape there's there's a lot of good hitting going on, and this the tale of the tape of between two defenses is going to be really exciting to me. Yeah, um, I, I want to hit on one matchup and remind me to bring this matchup up to you, Wolf, as a guy who's been watching tape. But I did want to comment on the rookies since we were talking about Keanu Benton might or might not start. I asked him today, are, are you, you, they, they tell you you're going to run first or second team today. He goes, I don't know. Nobody said anything. Some days I'm first, some days I'm second. Mm. So he he might he might be the one rookie to start. But for my money, I'm going to go with Darnell Washington. I'm just going to take a hunch. <laughs> they open a two tight end set, and Darnell Washington becomes the only rookie to start the opener. Wow, that would be that's, huge, Max. Ooh, huh? Okay. And you know what's yeah, cool about that is, that is we we. We in the media who are prone to hyperbole, no, or maybe just me, maybe just me in the media. I shouldn't include everybody, but I've said this might be the best draft class since '74, right? Ooh. And here, none of them, none of them Ooh. could start the opener. That I don't think that tells you anything about me being wrong about the draft class. <laughs> I think it tells us all about this roster. No, and, and and I concur because I think when you look at what a draft class is, you don't grade a draft class based off of year one, game one. It's let's see where this roster is four years from now, five years from now. Are those draft guys still on this roster 
a couple of years down the road? And are they making major contributions? Because that's what you look at. That's how you can truly grade it. I think of, you know, the class of 05, right? Um, you know, Heath Miller being in there, Trey Essex, Chris Kumiatu, uh, Arnold Harrison, like there's a there, Nate Washington. There's a whole bunch of guys in that 05 draft class that were still at yeah, Brian McFadden. Exactly. You had so many guys contributing years later. That's the testament of those guys. Um, so, no, I, Willie, I think it Willie is a fair assessment Willie Parker. to think that because I think – well, Willie was my class, no. 04. Right. Willie was I, an undrafted I, I, free yeah, agent I, in 04. I was, I'm thinking 04 yeah. because I know you're kind of getting close to your draft class, and it should be mentioned that Ben yeah. Roethlisberger, Max Starks, Willie Parker, uh, there were probably a couple others in there. Yeah. Uh, was pretty dang good too. Yeah, R- Ricardo Coakley made I think, it. Ricardo Coakley made it for a while. Yeah. I, I I think Kenny Pickett's play this preseason has really vaulted last year's draft class into the upper strata of all-time Steelers drafts. If you go down that one, I, I can't re- recall them all, but uh, you know Pickett, Pickens, Leal, that's three to start with. So. They've been, let's just say yeah, they've been top, doing some pretty good drafting lately. <laughs> Let me ask both of you guys, Yeah. as I jump in here for a moment, if Nick Bosa doesn't play, how how much do you, does, of the luster, do, and I, I got to admit, I, I was looking forward to this, of two apex predators such as a T.J. Watt and Nick Bosa coming head-to-head at Acrisure at 1 o'clock on Sunday. I have to tell you, I was really looking forward to that. I know that if I was an offensive lineman, I wouldn't really be looking forward to that, uh, you know, of course. But, you know, the fact is that the, those two guys would have been presented, I think, a great opportunity to, to showcase their skill set in a great setting. Well, um, they wouldn't meet, obviously. They wouldn't be a matchup. No, no, but, but uh, to what watch I, what the, I find watch what they do. What I find what I find ironic is that Nick Bosa is doing exactly what TJ did in his fourth year, holding in or holding out. I don't know the exact scenario over there. And uh, you know, TJ held in out until Thursday and then played Sunday, had five QB hits, two sacks of Josh Allen, one forced fumble. In a, in a upset win, so I mean Nick Bosa, they're talking about him being close, but he might not be. He's I think he's got till Thursday to uh, get on the field, and today's Wednesday, so that'll be interesting in and of itself. As for watching TJ this week, that's the matchup I wanted to ask you about, Wolf. Mm. They've got a really young, inexperienced right tackle. What's he looking like? You know, this would be interesting because Max has personal experience with Colton McKivitz, if I got the name right. But he's only got five starts in the 28 games that he's been putting a helmet on. I don't know that he's ready for the likes of a T.J. Watt. But, Max, you say you've worked with him personally. Yeah, I have. I mean, and he's a young man that's, you know, he's been around since 2020. Um, and you know, he's just kind of been, kind of been, uh, you know, uh, just a battler. Um, he was a guy that back when Rand Carthon GM, what was uh, working with GM, John Lynch, uh, he was a player personnel guy for San Francisco before he took the Titans job. Um, you know, Rand was, uh, one of the guys that kind of came out 
person worked him out, looked at him, and uh, and thought he could be one of the guys that could be a, a quality, solid backup type of player for them. Uh, Colton's strong, little stiff, but uh, you know he, he he eventually won the job. Just held out, you know. He was just one of the guys that continually came to practice for San Francisco. Um, always showed up, was durable, um, showed a good knowledge of the offense. But um, I mean, there are some some skill things that will, I think definitely frustrate um, San Francisco fans, uh, especially going nah. up against a TJ Watt. I think, I think the edge speed is going to get them the, the wider that, you know, TJ aligns at the beginning, gets the nervousness in for them. Uh, so, you know, I expect to see some good stuff, but I also expect the San Francisco 49ers to protect him. Uh, meaning tight end, tight end, uh, tight end presence will be key chips to the strong side or the right side of the offensive line you can expect to see that I think you know when you look at it you're picking the fish it's how can you help Eric Banks you can help Aaron Banks by a slide to his direction um, how can you help Colt McKibbis going to be bodies to be able to force TJ to have to sift through and I think that's kind of how they're going to approach this game plan with how to how, how to tackle this this quote-unquote defensive line but that that's there lies the issue that's two positions you have yep. to worry about. It's usually easier. We only have one to worry about. I think you do have to worry about two, and that's at that's at right tackle and at left guard. And well, they they, they do have whom whom I consider the best left tackle in the game, Trent mm. Williams. <laughs> and the yes. the other thing about keeping the tight end in, which they'll no doubt have to do to keep uh, uh, TJ out of the backfield, is you're keeping George Kittle in for the most. I, I would assume he would be kept in enough enough to affect the fact that one of your best playmakers is not going to be out in the open field. Yeah, you so know. So that, that, that helps. I would think so, Wex. Look, I go back to 2019 when the Steelers played the, the 49ers, and they held Kittle to six catches for 57. I would think some of it had to do with maybe protecting a line, line guy too, whatever. But the fact is, if you can mitigate him somewhat – by, by using the hot pass rusher on him. And uh, it, let's face it, I mean, Trent Williams doesn't need help. You know, it was kind of like back in the day when I got bumped out to tackle and they said, do you, do you want the wall? I said, I want the wall. I want the chip. I'm going to put the ball boy in my back pocket and I'm going to throw it at the defensive end. And you can leave Mr. All Pro and Pro Bowl Tunch Ilkin all by himself because he's making more money. <laughs> Give me everything you got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What, one more so note the on the whole Bosa. bag of chips, Wolf. Is that what you want? <laughs> the whole bag of chips, baby. <laughs> one more note on Bosa and how intertwined he seems to be with TJ Watt. Um, we all heard the TJ Watt, the Steelers record when TJ played and didn't play. I can't remember those numbers. I'm sure they're easily accessible. But uh, Nick Bosa, he didn't start the first two games of his career, right? So I'm not counting those two. He, came, he, he became a starter his third game and has been a starter ever since. Superstar. They're 5-10 and ten without him. Mm. I like so, that. I like and, that. And, you know, San Francisco has, has compiled some great numbers. Uh, I, I should have looked up what they are with him, but I think we all know they've been very good the last few years. You know what's mystifying to me is you look at the guys around him. His, his sack production – is 
way above all his other line mates. You can add their sack totals and pressure totals, and they don't equal what Bosa did in his first two years. You know, I mean, it's really kind of uh, – it's amazing to me that they have such a little production around him uh, as far as getting the, the, the uh, sacks and pressures because Bosa was just – I mean, it was ridiculous. And I, 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 I got to check the numbers again because they were so outlandish. But certainly, you know, you look around, you see guys like uh, McClellan, you know. I mean, if, if McClellan Farrell, two sacks last year. You know, Eric Armstead zero sacks drake jackson had three sacks last year you had uh javon kinlaw yeah, grave digger yeah grave well, digger. they brought him in that's why you had to get somebody that could provide some sort of push from the inside because he's the only guy that was bringing any heat now does the grave digger uh wobble uh javon hargrave yes <laughs> does he play over siamalu or the other guard that's where they're listing him at right now, over Samalo. Over, oh well, that that's a benefit. That's a boon yep. for the Steelers, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's so exciting. The whole the whole deal, the whole week is just exciting, and I, I, I smell an upset, and I have many reasons, and and, and Nick Bosa is not one of them. You mm. know, it would be great for the Steelers if he doesn't play, but if he does, I, I still. Steelers are really in a great situation. I, I love that that situation where you feel confident, and they they most certainly do. Yes. But nobody else knows about it, so you're just bubbling from within. You can't wait to show everybody. <laughs> I think that's where the Steelers are. That's a perfect underdog chip on the shoulder mentality for them. So, a very exciting time for Steelers fans. Absolutely. You're, no, I think you're spot on. Indeed it is. I'm sorry. Go ahead, yeah, Max. No, We're I, dealing I with a little delay here. So go right, go right ahead, Max. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I was just going to say, just, you know, last one for me, Wex. Um, you kind of already hit on it, you know, uh, feel, feeling an upset of Bruin um, in Akershire come Sunday. But uh, wh- wh- where are you at with, just kind of a, a prediction. Is it too early in the week to give a prediction in this game uh, from you since we only get you on Wednesdays? No, I, I just if, – if, if you see my column Saturday morning and the scores change, don't kill me because I'm <laughs> going to sit down and, okay. and I'm going yeah. to double think, double think all this stuff and I'm going to say, man, why didn't I just go with the score I gave on the, t- on the Wolf and Mac show? So I yeah. think personally – I think it's going to be some high scoring. Everybody's picking low scoring. The over-under number is going down, which means Vegas is betting heavily on the under. I like the over. I think the Steelers are going to throw a lot. I think uh, the 49ers are susceptible in the secondary. And I, I, I do know the 49ers will score. Uh, you know, they <laughs> he talked yesterday about Christian McCafferty, George Kittles right. intentionally with the S. And um, uh, Devo Samuel uh, are, are three of the best one-on-one in-space players at their positions in the NFL, and I can't argue with that. So they're going to score, and the Steelers are going to score. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 23-20 Pittsburgh. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that very nice. much. So very nice. Yes, I appreciate well, that. Well, thank you, Wex. Uh, once again, I appreciate it. Oh, well, go ahead. 
Well, I mean, it's it's a great uh, prediction on a Wednesday, isn't it? <laughs> Just it don't is. remind it me is. next Wednesday. It. You know, we're all, we're always looking forward. <laughs> always looking forward. That's it exactly. No. I... Go ahead, Max. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well I was going to say, well, Wex, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, every Wednesday is Wex Wednesday or Hump Day. Uh, depending on which one Wolf is going to say. Um, but <laughs> we appreciate you. You can find Jim Wexel on jimwexel.com. The Palomalo book is on there. And also Steel City Insider. Like you said, to, check, it, check it out on Saturday where you actually get an updated or a revised or amended uh, score update and kind of a real deep analysis of the game happening on Sunday. Thanks, Wex, for joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, we will be back inside the locker room with Wolf. Starks, maybe some ninjas, maybe some squirrels, I don't know. But we're here on ESPN and SNR Radio. I think I'll... This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this time a fake. Garoppolo with a screen to the right. It's juggled and intercepted out of the air. Breeden touched it. T.J. Watt took it. And the Steelers play takeaway. He's back with 29 seconds. It's T.J. Watt with the second sack of the game back across the 45-yard line. Burrow said, I am having trouble dealing with number 90. No, make no mistake. It's not revenge he's after. It's a reckoning. <laughs> the question is, I got to ask you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Tombstone, think about this, right? Doc Holliday. Is this the T.J. Watt revenge tour, or is it retribution? You know, being for being retribution for being injured. You know, just a year removed from being what defensive player of the year, right? He sets a new That's season right. sack a sack record, only to have some, you know, some statistician out there just busted down to a mere tie with Mike Strahan. I think it's it's not a revenge tour. I think it's all about uh, it's reckoning. You know, it's setting things right. That's what it's about. What say you, Max? Oh, a- a- absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, he's your Huckleberry. You know, um, <laughs> we're going to stay on brand here with that yes. one. Um, yes. But that was a great compilation put together. I, I think this is. I think this is This is a kind of, hey, back, you know, as they like to say, I'm coming back for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I think TJ Watt has a bone to pick um, with the entire league. And it just so happens that the first name to cross off that list is going to be the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy that, that are that are the unwilling participant in this game that that TJ Watt has engaged in. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, I, I, I expect a, a big year from TJ, man. He looked good in camp. Um, you could tell that the that the fire is burning. I think this entire defense wants to get back to that top five rating, um, and it just so happens 
you can't do it until you play the game on Sunday. And it just so happens the San Francisco 49ers are in the way of them taking top billing this season as a defense. And they've now got to be the forebears of that burden. Um, the taxes do. And unfortunately, the only way it can be paid is with 49er blood. <laughs> I like that. You know, I, I look at that. I, I think about our man McKivitz, Colton McKivitz, right? Five starts yeah. in 28 games. You, you, you're going to face, again, a, a, a apex predator, as I like to call him, that being T.J. Watt, the guy so capable of putting a dropping a multi-sack game on you. So you, your, your butt gets a little bit tight. I would imagine, you know, you get up tight and everything else. And so, yeah, I would imagine that they're going to have some tight end delays. They're going to do things with Kittle, um, chip with the back, things of, uh, like that. But certainly, I, here's the point. You can leave Trent Williams alone, and that's no, no, no smack at uh, Alex Highsmith. Trent Williams is just a great player. Has been a great player for a long time. Future Hall of Famer. Yes, just, just and say it as yes, it is. as it yeah. is. It's like the one I was making. I wrote a comment was I was watching Trent play. Even when he's in a bad position, he's still in good position. <laughs> you know, it's like yes, he's he's got such width and girth. I mean, I don't believe for a moment he weighs only three twenty five as we were talking about yesterday. You know, he's upwards of uh, three fifty plus three sixty. But you know what? He looks his feet are are that of a much smaller man. It's really kind of incredible to watch him. Yeah, no, he he's nimble. He's nimble footed. I mean, he he's he's not quite uh, you know an Irish dancer, but uh, but he you know like Gus Edwards is from the Ravens, right? Uh, but I mean, but but when you talk about just footwork coordination, the ability to be able to have running back feet on an offensive lineman's body and the power of a defensive lineman. I mean, he has, he, he, he's like that Frankenstein's monster of a, a, of a great offensive lineman. And, and Trent's been doing it for a very long time and he know he's see, he's seen it all. And so it's going to be a challenge. So when you do get Trent, you know, relish in the moment because he's a guy that like, you know, I, I said, this earlier, he's a future hall of famer. Right. I mean, Trent Williams, yeah has been the gold standard at offensive tackle for a while now in this league. And he's set the standard um, that everybody else has to kind of, kind of goes to like, okay, if I'm looking for all I need somebody like Trent Williams. And that's the reason why San Francisco went and got him from Washington all those years ago. And he has been a mainstay on the San Francisco offensive line. Unquestionably. So, you know, and it, it, it's why I think you, you know, for, for a TJ, it's going to be kind of rough because the fact is you're going to, specialize on him they're going to have eyes on him like crazy you know because let's face it you can you can turn a trent williams loose on anybody you know i mean you yeah. just say okay that's your man and you know and, and i'm i'm looking for I, th- I know alex is going to battle him i know alex is going to do well but the fact is it's that's a lot of man that you've got to battle all day long and so the thing about it is uh, you, you look and see what they're going to do with Colt McKibbitts and his five starts. I mean, obviously, that's the weaker weaker link there. And so that's where you're going to put some of your armory as you decide whether you're chip, wall, what have you do. You know, you're going to be putting some extra effort over with Colton rather than with um, with Trent. So that to me, I think the, the big deal is going to happen uh, up the middle. I think this is where they can really make some hay. And we'll look forward to seeing how this unfolds as the week moves along here. But certainly, um, uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. What, what do I hear? 
Wesley Uller at the SNR Breaking News Desk. Breaking news via Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Nick Bosa will not be in the building today for the Niners. Will not take place in Wednesday's practice. Saying now that that does not bode well for his ability or his availability, pardon me, for the opener on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Wesley Euler at the SNR Breaking News Desk. Gentlemen, back to you. <laughs> I don't know whether I like it when he does it. With, with that. <laughs> well, there's only one way to find out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Quiet on the set. Wesley Euler at the SNR breaking news desk. According to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, Nick Bosa is not expected in the building today for the Niners. He will not practice on Wednesday. Does not bode well for his availability in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Wesley Euler at the breaking news desk. Max and Wolf, back to you. You know, here's and, the thing. And it's the fadeaway. It's the fadeaway at the end that gets me every time. He's like, he's, he's like red-faced, man. He's running out of oxygen. But the beauty is our man can pull it off. Now, I got to yes, say, can. the comedy factor is better at the second. The dramatic factor, the flair, is w- with the first one. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. when that beat comes in, that yeah, boom, boom. All of a sudden, it's you really hear that like, sound, oh. and it just yeah. captures oh you. Yeah. Did we just discover Bigfoot? What's going on here? <laughs> exactly. UAPs over Acrisure, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, man. I mean, uh, both are priceless. Both are pri- I'll take any of them any day. We'll, just keep, mean, we'll keep mixing yeah. it up throughout the season. There you go. Maybe if it's like yeah. a serious news matter you know like an injury or something like that i'll play the real sound bed so i'm not making light of something you know serious maybe if it's something maybe if it's something goofy like a contract holdout or something like that yeah that's true fun you know or fun breaking news right exactly breaking news the raising canes is finally open at the bottom of the hill from the studio Except for, it's, <laughs> except for it's not. They told us it would be in the springtime, and they're still working on the building. Jeez, Louise. what's what's raising cane? Come on, it's oh, it's, oh, it's the best fried chicken tenders. Really, uh, this here west of the so Mississippi, good. or actually so east good. Of Mississippi well, for you fried guys. chicken tenders. That's I'm they, have like, they have like and, three and, things and, on and their menu. And French fries. Yeah, they have three things. Like, fried yeah, chicken tenders, get, right? Max fries and coleslaw. Yeah. I think. Coleslaw, yeah, and then you could do it as a sandwich or just tenders proper, but definitely get the Texas toast. Maybe get an extra slice, Wolf. Ooh. And, of course, their sauce is a, their little dipping sauce, like a, a peppery, creamy sauce. Oh. It's, it, it's, it, it is got a little bit of zing to it. It's one of those places, Wolf, that there's just a few things on the menu, but they do them, you know, like, like they know their bread and butter and they specialize in it, and there's not 37 yeah. different things you can get on the menu. There's like four, but it's, yeah. it's got that je ne sais quoi. Yeah, it's wow. like it's like Chick-fil-A when they first started. Like, listen, we got chicken sandwiches. So okay, it's guys? got a menu like the potato patch at Kennywood, right? There you go. <laughs> yes. There when, we go. When they finally, Bring it full circle. When it finally opens up down there, I don't know, maybe by Thanksgiving if we're lucky, you and I, after after one of the shows okay. one day, we'll go down there and grab some lunch. Sounds good. All right. Sounds it's a date. Good. All right. We got to take a break. When we come back, I do believe we got special caller. We have not heard from in a while, and we'll have all that and more when we come back. You're in the locker room. Wolf Starks, the ninjas, waiting on, what's that joint called? Raising Canes? Raising Canes. Get Zooks, man. Raising Canes. We got to raise some cane, get some chicken, whatever it is. More in the locker room here.
I think a lot of positions uh, can be described in that way. Um, we have quality depth and capability. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, back inside the locker room. Bell lap time here in the show again. And there we go. There it is. Looking good. I mean, we, we've had delays all day, so I'm, not, I'm just going to overlook that. Um, but more importantly, we have a caller, and it's one of our all-time faves joining us on the show, Sarcastic Sword from Parts Unknown. How are you doing today, my friend? Pretty good. Uh, first thing, uh, note to maintenance, Make sure you lock that bottom window in the basement at the end of the day, because uh, that's all I got in here. Uh, <laughs> hey, couple, couple quick observations. Uh, I know the preseason's long gone, and I've been watching preseason games since they've been on television. And I'm not going to compare this year to any regular season game. I'm going to compare them to previous preseason games. I've never seen a preseason like this. The things that struck me the most, number one, the discipline of this team, uh, all sides of the ball. The lack of penalties is a big thing for sure, and you've all mentioned it. But no breakdowns per se. I mean, these first games, you expect to see people out of position. You expect to see big splash plays by the other team. I don't remember any. A A completed pass for a first down was the closest thing to a splash play any of these three teams put against this defense. The team speed. I mean, if you could clock the defense, uh, maybe the whole team except for the punter, and take their uh, take their times at the forty yard dash, I would bet this team is in the top three as far as overall team speed. And it almost, when you watch the defense in particular, um, it looks like they've got twelve guys on the field. I mean, the swarming that they do uh, on, on and, and no one getting around the edges. It's almost like we've built this defense for this division and the three mobile quarterbacks that we're going to face twice uh, each. Uh, the discipline and the speed is is amazing. And I, I think uh, Mr. Purdy, I mean, they're writing about him as the next Montana out there. And God bless him. He's an excellent quarterback. And I've watched a couple of the games last year. But I expect to see his eyes getting very big by, by, by the end of the first quarter, and, and it's going to be a great test for him against the, what I think is going to be one of the best defenses in the league if they can stay healthy, especially up the middle. You remember all last year mm-hmm. we're holding a team it's third and eight, third and 12, and someone takes off up the middle untouched. You're not going to see that. Uh, this, uh, that front seven is extremely impressive. And uh, I'm, I, I haven't been this excited in a while to, to, to get to the opening here and see where they go. Well, thank you, Sword. You know, it's good to hear from you, my friend. We have not heard from you for a while. So I was glad to see that you were on the board and that you came in. You snuck your way thank in. You. <laughs> it's tough to get in, guys. It's a, a credit to your success there. It's hard to get in this show anymore. But I hope to be back each week at least as the, as the season goes on. And as I've mentioned for 
years and years. This is a new book, ready, you know, a brand new book being uh, uh, written here, chapter by chapter, and uh, we'll see where it goes. We've just read the preface and uh, first chapter beginning here. Going to be interesting, guys. Very, Thanks for letting me in. Very good, very good. Thank you, Sword. Appreciate yes, you, brother. Absolutely. No, it was it was excellent, and we appreciate you, Sword, calling in, and of course, all of our all of our fans. We. We always welcome you. We'll be opening phone lines uh, probably the rest of this week, right, Wolf? We'll probably I would open think so. For, yeah. yeah, for Thursday and we Friday We keep forgetting because you and I are like uh, Jabberwocky back and forth all the I, time. I, I know. Once again, the squirrels, man. The squirrels keep yeah. getting in, in, in the system. But, you know, we will we will be opening up so everybody will have access. So, Sword, you won't have to sneak in through the basement <laughs> window anymore. You'll be able to call the phone line uh, proper. But, um, but yeah, well, I mean, you know, when we look at this, we know it's Wednesday. Obviously, we'll have practice today, yep. and we'll start hearing, you know, reports out of San Francisco as well to bring some up-to-date information every day on the show. So uh, I'm looking forward to this week. It's game week. I mean, it, it, it can't get any better. And like you said, I know you guys are dealing with a little heat wave. Well, it's, it's been hot since since I left here in July. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've just been surrounded by heat. So, you know, for me, I'll be looking forward to Sunday. I will be seeking comfort on the sidelines on Sunday <laughs> as well. Uh, you're going to, you're going to be well be prepared fun. for the heat though, brother. Let's face it. You're a Florida boy. Yeah. You're living in Phoenix, the Valley of the sun. It, it's, yeah. it's part and parcel. It's me, the Wolfleys, the, the Germanic barbaric hordes that live in the Northeastern. That's the one, the, the ones, the, those of us who tan like tomatoes, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Wesley, as usual, is right on. So punctual, so punctual with it, but no, it, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait. We are barreling down towards the uh, quote-unquote finish line, which is getting the regular season started. Uh, tomorrow it starts in earnest for the entire league um, with Thursday night football season opener. That's but right. But we know the most important one is going to be Sunday 1 p.m. happening right at the point of the Three Rivers at Akershire Stadium. That's the most important one. But for today, we bid you adieu I because – it is now the end of the show, and we will see you tomorrow. Same bat channel, same bat time. He's Wolf. I'm Max. You've been inside the locker room. Wesley Euler, thanks for kicking off all of our engineering needs. We appreciate you, Johnny. bud. You can't pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. We will always pitch to Johnny. I can't believe I haven't gotten that Johnny. one in yet this season. <laughs> I, I know, right? I mean, it's like you found new buttons over there on the computer. So we appreciate that. So we bring it back to you tomorrow, this same time, 10 a.m. to noon. You've been inside the locker room, SNR and ESPN Radio. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.